0: Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening.
1: Shalom. Shalom. My name is Michael Gritton. I am your host uh, here at the uh, Let's Admit podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Uh, If you are a frequent listener, frequent flyer with us, uh, then you'll know that this semester is all about introducing you to the professors and the faculty and the staff here at Boise Bible College. And today we are continuing that trend with another one of our department heads, Miss Jessica Wilson. Jessica, how are you?
0: Good. Thanks for having me, Mike.
1: Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, how has, just, I just want to ask in general, how has this year been for you? I uh, know that this has been a crazy, it's been, it's been a year.
0: It has been a year. It's been a year.
1: <laughs> How's it been? How well, are you doing?
0: COVID classroom has very, been very interesting. We've shifted a lot of music stuff online, mm-hmm. doing collaborative uh collaborative projects instead of a lot of the live experience yeah. that we have been doing um which has built a different skill set in the students mm. for recording and and editing and all that kind of fun stuff so yeah. it's been different but it's still fun
1: mm. I don't know if I mentioned this to you but um Kelsey my wife has been doing a uh, massage therapy program ooh fun and she started and then 3 weeks later uh, everything shut down. So oh, you can imagine no. doing massage therapy, learning that online is kind of iffy. And I in my brain, I imagine that as like worship ministry
0: very similar. very similar
1: situation <laughs> where it's like, all right, guys, gonna teach theory today.
0: yeah, and imagine the worship pastors around um, mm-hmm. that are trying to shift to this online model of worship that's um, is just that's not how we were meant yeah. to be together. but uh, some are doing great. We weren't. <laughs> we don't uh, specialize in production, mm. and all these churches are expected to be production experts. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's pretty tough.
1: Fog machine doesn't really work so well on Zoom.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> or just, lights or anything. Oh like gosh, that. <laughs>
1: it's just all of it is so. It, but it's it's been. It's been purifying in a way. It
0: kind of is. You you take a step back and kind of look at what are the most important yeah. things.
1: It's like, all right, the the spirit can still move through a room even if the laser light show malfunctions. And it's like Exactly. It's okay.
0: Exactly. And that's pretty much why I'm here mm. to help shine the light on what yeah. the most important things of worship are. Yeah.
1: Well, we're gonna talk about that, but before we do, um, this the the purpose of this what I'm lovingly calling this season of the the podcast, Mm -hmm. is um, rather than addressing the questions that a high school student tends to have going through the admissions department, um, I feel like we did a pretty good job doing that last semester. So this semester, all about introductions. Uh, My goal in doing this is that at some point, I want you to be approached by a freshman who introduces themselves and you introduce yourself and they say, oh, I already know who you are. <laughs> that's my goal. I think that's gonna be, I think that sounds awesome. And so um, a lot of these questions, very open-ended, you have the floor, do with it as you will, but um, that f- the first question is uh, just talk about, talk about Jessica, talk about your, your, your schooling, your ministry experience, all of that.
0: Sure. I am actually a native Illinoisan. Mm. I am from the middle of the state uh, in a town called Bloomington Normal. Uh, One more time? Bloomington Normal.
1: Bloomington Normal. Well,
0: it's two towns put together.
1: Okay, gotcha. Bloomington
0: and Normal. Um, But they're pretty much right next to each other and I've lived in both of them. So Mm. Uh, there's a big college there, Illinois State University. My dad graduated from there. So pretty familiar with the with the that's the ethos of the community it's a very college town and then it's also home to state farm insurance Company.
1: oh really
0: so yes and beer nuts if you like beer nuts (laughs) that's where they're from and how cool yeah so i grew up there my dad worked at state farm and i went to college at a little um bible college uh called lincoln christian university
1: Mm. That little one.
0: That little one, yep. you know, in the middle of a cornfield. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I actually never really wanted to go there. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to go to the University of Illinois, fighting Illini, go Illini, <laughs> um, and major in music. But for some reason, God just called me to this place. I actually didn't apply to any other college or university because I just felt God was calling me there. And I'm so glad he did. I studied music ministry. So my degree is essentially a piano performance degree hmm. with kind of the music ministry spattered in. And then I went to seminary there as well. And my degree is in um, a master's of arts in worship studies. Hmm. So I studied with Danal Franklin and, um, and so I graduated from there. And then at, right after, uh, I, t- I took several years to finish seminary. I was working full-time at State Farm by that time. And, uh, I worked in a call center right off the bat after college. And then I moved up into the human resources department and worked there for a long time doing succession planning. And Mm -hmm. it was a pretty fun job. I I knew who the next president of the company was before anybody else. So I knew lots of secrets. It was great. (laughs) Um, so I learned a lot in that process i learned about competencies and how to move people on from one stage to the next and after a while uh, i heard that boise bible college was looking for a new professor for the worship department and i got a phone call from terry stein
1: oh what year was this
0: this was in 2010 okay so i I talked with happy 10 year anniversary Yes, this is my tenth year here. So
1: work anniversary,
0: right? It is my work anniversary. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I ended up talking with him and Chuck Faber. We had many conversations. That's kind of what it's like Mm -hmm. when you are developing a relationship, um, trying to see if you fit the vision of the school and if you can be mutually beneficial to each other, and so. Decided to take the plunge and come out here, hmm. so that's what led me to William College.
1: That's a leap of faith. I mean, had, what was your what was your understanding of the college before you made that uh, made that move?
0: I had flown out here for a weekend, hmm. and to be honest, the experience wasn't great. Oh, really? <laughs> it was not great and i think all the pressures of leaving my home leaving Mm. my support system leaving i was single at the time um leaving all of the network that i had built and curated over there and coming to the northwest where i had no idea Mm. of who was out here who i can network with um yeah start over basically yeah yeah, it was basically starting over Mm. um but god really told me he's like Jessica, if you do not go, you will be disobedient. Mm. So I figured I better listen to God and I have trusted him with that. And I've been blessed because I've trusted him with that.
1: It's usually the right call, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) There's one thing you learn reading scripture. It's when you, when you don't know, it's just probably best to trust. Yeah. And I
0: felt inadequate at the time too. Mm. I was, I had just turned 30 and you know, who's going to trust a 30 year old Mm. with, um, with a whole department. Yeah. So apparently.
1: It's worked well. It, it has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that department a little bit. Let's, so I know that I've been connected to the college, and I know I took a wealth of classes from you.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mean the one? The, the
1: one the one class that I did take. Um, that you were arm wrestled <laughs> into taking, yes. Let's pretend that Mike has absolutely no clue what a worship ministry department or degree is. Talk to me about why that is important and why it, you know, it's 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 crucial to the the mission of the college, but also why it's crucial by extension to the mission of the kingdom.
0: Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. So the worship arts department here is taking its uh, cue from what's going on in greater uh, Christian culture, where worship is being looked as a field, Mm. a field of study, and there is a great need to look at ancient um, historical practices of worship and see how they can be applied to our modern worship to enhance it. It's called worship renewal, Mm. and it's all about connecting us with our past heritage and making it fresh and seeking to... Uh, remind us of the glorious part of worshiping God. What is it? Mm. What all is a, it's about?
1: And it's, I mean, it's, it's more than four songs on Sunday.
0: It's more than four songs. It's more than just a guitar. Mm. It's, um, it, it's more than just showing up early and plugging in an amp or a microphone. It's more than the slides. Yeah. It's, it's a curation of an event to celebrate Hmm. who God is and what he's done for us in the gospel story. That's where it's all rooted. And how do we do that on a Sunday morning? We Hmm. talk about that extensively in classes.
1: And so I, you know, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit. I, I've shown my hand before. This is this is not necessarily the most. I, I I send questions to our guests beforehand, folks. Just so you know, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a flow to these things. But I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit, Jessica. That that raises um, a question on this this little question sheet that I sent you. Um, I remember when I was doing one of the coolest things that I got to do here was doing a senior sermon, um, and I remember chatting with my dad about that and. Um, I I can't remember the exact context, but I mentioned to him how much time it was taking me to oh, yeah. prepare, and yeah. he's like, "How long can a sermon possibly take you? You're only up there for 20 minutes." I'm like, right. "Dad, it's gonna take me. I've I've worked on this thing for 40 or 50 hours. How long do you think it should take?" And he's like, "I don't know, like two hours." So, what do you say, Jessica, to to someone who who makes the assertion that that worship is just the thing that they see on Sunday? It's just Getting up on stage, strumming a guitar, and saying a few words in a, in a melody. What do you say to that?
0: Well, if you just want them to slap a few songs together without any thought of flow or theological contemplation or where you're guiding the congregation theologically, then sure, 15 minutes will be fine. Mm. But if you are really want to use the time to disciple your people and to encourage them to dig deeper in the word... Uh, all of that takes planning and time and effort and prayer and um, a collaboration of a bunch of different people.
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a a question that just popped into my head. Are you, when you, when it comes to Jessica's personal worship time, do you prefer like, are you more of a contemporary person? Do you prefer like old hymnals are you more of like a Stephen Curtis Chapman kind of person
0: oh my goodness do you have a preference so you're talking about worship style yeah um, I uh, I think that the students would probably tell you that I really like hard rock <laughs> <laughs> and they're not wrong hard rock chapel is one of my favorites hard rock chapel is the best um but I and I think that's because of the variation in the in the chemistry that comes mm. with hard rock. It's very emotive, which mm-hmm. I don't think people realize at first. But um, Evan Cookman, I know Evan. Oh, Evan! <laughs> I love Evan. But, I
1: still have a recording of, of his uh, of his opening segment in Hard yeah, Rock Chapel. It, it's that a was wonderful. a wonderful. That was
0: a really memorable one. Yeah, too. absolutely, it was. So let me let me give y'all a little insight into why we're talking about Hard Rock Chapel. <laughs> the, it, we have a chapel services here at Boise Bible College, and those chapel services have different flavors per semester. In the fall semester, we treat it like a church, and we have a canon of songs that we use and draw from that the students choose. And then in the spring semester, they have um, style challenges. So they can pick whatever songs they want, as long as they conform to the style that we're going for. And Hard Rock Chapel is one of them. We do a world music one. We do folk music, the children's worship. Mm-hmm. We do all kinds of different themes. 90s worship is the favorite mm-hmm. um, amongst the faculty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm also uh, partial to uh, country worship. Yes. that's always That always uh, gets people moving. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember... I forget her name, but my it was my freshman year and the drummer got out of the drumming cage, grabbed a microphone, and started rapping. Oh, that was Carolyn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was that was magical because I didn't see it coming at all. It was great. Yeah, there's some of the some of the most memorable times that I have in my four years happened in chapel. Like um Connor Arnold singing uh where were you? Singing like, the joke. Yeah. song, yes. Oh man! It was, and he—he was was—he had that that drum in front of him, and he did he break the drum? Did it fall over? I remember. I remember he was going to town on that thing, and I think he broke it.
0: I don't remember that, man. but it was it was uh, pretty intense. There was sure.
1: there was that moment in that in that. Uh, in that worship session where it was like, all right, I need to stop singing. I need to just listen.
0: Well, and those things don't just happen immediately. There were, there was hours and hours of rehearsal in Mm -hmm.
1: that. Yeah. So, um, okay. I want to draw, draw us back to, uh, did you get a, did you feel like you had a good chance to answer that? Telling me about what the, the importance of, um, the worship ministry department is to the oh, sure. ki- okay okay i just want to make sure i didn't cut you off there so um you mentioned the the hours of rehearsal talk to me about some of the things um specifics the behind the curtain stuff that a student will learn in your specific degree program
0: so we have classes on instrumentation and how to lead rehearsals so that you can be efficient with your time and you can disciple your people, kind of treat them as a small group um, so they feel like they belong. Mm. And then we have classes on the structure of worship. So how to look at the whole worship service and structure in a way that follows the gospel. Um, And we talk about like the biblical theology of worship Mm. What has happened historically in worship and kind of what the Bible says is good worship and and unacceptable worship Mm. is kind of what Amos would say, unacceptable. I don't accept your worship because your heart's not in it. Yeah. So we kind of take a look at that and want to guard our hearts against those kinds of things. Uh, we encourage each other in um, in our processes because there is a process to coming up with um, worship sets on the weekend. So how do we do that? How do we create a canon of songs that looks at God in um, in different ways in a well-rounded way? Looks at God's uh, the creation story. Talks is Jesus-centered because mm. of course, why would we even meet on Sundays if we weren't celebrating what Christ did for us? Yeah and um and that's and musically of course we mm. do have music classes <laughs> <laughs> where we learn about how to talk to musicians yeah. in music ways and um my theory i have music theory classes that if you went down to boise state you'd get the same information mm. so uh, we we talk extensively about that they compose music um and all kind and record things and all kinds of stuff. Yeah.
1: As you're, as you're going through that, that list of things, what's the, what's the spark for you? What's the thing that for me in, in youth ministry, it's, it's that moment when I'm, I'm looking into the eyes of my students and they get it.
0: Yeah. I think the spark for me is when I have graduates come back and, and either they use me in a sermon in chapel like you did at the beginning of the semester or last semester. And, um, and they say how much that lecture or that, that exercise impacted their thinking about Mm. something, or they've told me that they've changed their worship order Mm. to be more gospel centered and, and show me what they've done. And that like, that is what gives Mm. me the spark that, that keeps me doing what I'm doing that. um, I just praise God for that because he's the one working in their hearts and they're impacting others for the gospel. And that is what makes my heart sing. Yeah.
1: Do you find that in those situations you look back and they're, they're talking about a conversation or a lecture and you're like, I don't even remember that lecture necessarily. Or do you find that it's, it's usually times where you're, you're putting Special emphasis into what you're saying. Does that make sense?
0: Um, I, I'm not sure that I really understand what you're saying. But <laughs> I, so, like
1: when I was when I was uh, when I was working in the church, um, yeah. I remember having a student come up to me and tell me something that I had said to them months and months and months and months prior, and it was to me it was an offhanded statement that I don't remember saying. <laughs> But to them, it was like like a
0: better. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope it's, but to them,
1: but to them, it was, um, you know, it it was something that stuck in their mind. Do you find that it's more often like that? Or is it something that, you know, you'll say year in and year out the same way because it was maybe said to you that way and it's stuck in your head, doesn't it?
0: I think, I think I understand what you're saying. It's, it is a, it's an ethos that I live out Mm. So they know where I'm coming from after we've gotten to know each other a while. We um, we lament some things of, about our home churches and we celebrate the things that we're doing mm. well now because worship renewal is a journey. It's always been a journey, even in the Middle Ages. it's They were trying to worship to the best way they could. Yeah. And we're doing that too and um, the Protestant movement has, uh, opened up a whole world for us, but it's also, um, we've lost a lot of richness in our, in how we do church. So it's kind of a hard evaluation Mm -hmm. of what practices to keep, what practices to add. Those Hmm. types of things. Yeah.
1: Jessica, do you have a favorite book of the Bible?
0: Oh, that's a real hard question.
1: I know. And I probably should have sent it to you earlier, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: I have my, okay, I'm going to split this up actually. Yeah. Do you favorite Old Testament, favorite New Testament? I have my idea of what you're going to say. I'll tell Do you, you, if, you, I have an idea. I'll tell you afterwards if I was right or wrong.
0: Okay. I, oh man. I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You're a Bible college person. We should say all of them. I really do like Leviticus. Okay. Um, partially because of the priestly roles and duties, mm. I find that fascinating as a as a worship leader and as a um, person who's training leaders. I find looking at that fascinating. But I I have, my favorite favorite is Habakkuk. Okay. And, um, I love the lament that he has Mm. and, um, just the songs that he sings are really touching to me Mm. for some reason. New Testament. New Testament. John.
1: John. Yeah. That's fair.
0: That's, that's easy. Although I am learning to love Paul more and more Mm. as I get older, I think. Um, so, so I would say Ephesians is kind of coming in close second. That's fair.
1: I am O for two. I was. What do you think? So I did. I knew you were going to pick a gospel. I didn't know which one, so I picked Luke. So I was close. (laughs) I knew it was going to be a gospel, though.
0: Well, Luke has all of the worship, Mm -hmm. Jesus worship element in it, so I can see how you'd think that. Yeah.
1: And I I, actually, it's funny you mentioned Habakkuk for the reason of Lamentations. I thought you were going to say Lamentations. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lamentations, too.
1: Lamentations is, man, it's a. Deborah. (laughs) So, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. Yeah, please. Um, I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story. Um, so, my when I came to school here, um, someone who will remain nameless um, was in charge of teaching. At that time, it was it was not Journey Through the Bible. Journey Through the Bible hadn't existed yet. It was Old Testament intro oh, and yeah. New Testament intro. Uh-huh. Those, those were separate. As the individual who was teaching Old Testament intro, and they gave us an assignment, and the assignment was to... Um, uh, that we, we were given the prophet Jeremiah, and we had to write either a fiction or a nonfiction story. Oh boy! And at the time, I thought I was a real humdinger of a writer, and so like I'm gonna do nonfiction because I can make something interesting out of this. And I got, and I, I did it from the perspective, like uh, the perspective of the fall of the holy city. Yeah. And you know, uh-huh. dr- he was up on the hill and he was crying and all this stuff. Right. And I got the grade. I got the 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 paperback. I got a seven. I got a seven percent.
0: Oh. <laughs> you my, had a lot of hard was, lessons like that. That was
1: you. my first <laughs> paper in college, and I got a seven <laughs> percent. I could not look that professor in the eyes for a month. <laughs>
0: That's hysterical. Yeah. Thanks so for sharing that.
1: You're welcome. It was it was hard to it was hard to live through, but now it's one of my favorite stories to tell.
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: So, um, Coming to the end of our time here, Jessica, um, last last question that I ask, I, I ask this every single week, um, partially because I think the different perspectives are good, um, and partially because I think it tells me a little bit about a person. Um, if you had, excuse me, if you had a high school student, junior or senior, standing in front of you, um, and they were... Debating with themselves whether or not a worship ministry degree from Boise Bible College was a worthwhile step. What encouragement would you give them? What advice would you give them?
0: I would say that if you are really interested in digging into why we worship, um, if you like music, like playing music, you don't have to be a virtuoso singer to be a worship leader. Mm. There are lots of um, churches that want coordinators, people that coordinate um, things, and administratively, if you like, um, if you like prayers, if you like digging into why we do communion the way we do it. Mm. Um, What does it mean to live a life that glorifies Christ through how we worship? Um, If you like a lot of our, our activities are group activities. If you don't like lecture-based classes, then, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't like lecture-based classes. So uh, that's, that's kind of what the journey at, at Boise Bible college is like in the worship arts department. Mm. It's very much, let's, let's. Increase your ability to play music and increase your capacity to love on other people. Hmm. This is not a hide in a practice room experience and play until your fingers bleed. This <laughs> is a let's let's open up the scripture and let the word pierce our hearts until our hearts overp- overflow with love for others.
1: Hmm. I love it. Well, Jessica, um, thank you for thank you again for being on the podcast. Oh, it was good yes. getting to sit down and chat with you. Um, Always a pleasure. Yeah, listeners, <laughs> uh, this has been Jessica Wilson with Boise Bible College. Um, I encourage you to come back next week. We're going to continue on um, with another department head. Next week is uh, Amber Grove, who is um, the head of the uh, Christian Education Department. No, she's. Christian teaching. She's Christian teaching. Russell is Christian education. Those two get me mixed up all the time. Um, But I encourage you to come back and listen again next week. And uh, God bless. Have a good week. Bye.